God's love for you, God's love for you is relentless. It's relentless. And when you get that, I believe when you understand that and you begin to grasp that, it's then that, and you begin to really believe it within your heart, as Jeffrey does, it's, it's then that you begin to understand that the only true biblical response that we have is to relentlessly live for him, for Christ. I don't know if you've ever thought about that term relentless or not, but let me just give you very quickly the definition of that word, relentless. Um, the definition of the word uh, is basically oppressively constant. That's what it means, to be oppressively constant, incessant. Now, incessant, I had to look that one up. I don't know if you know even what that one means, but it means to continue without pause or interruption. It's just this, this constant, oppressive incessant, relentless process that God has us in. And there are two simple truths that I want to share with you here this morning. As you think about relentless Detroit, as you think about God's love, as you think about families that were coming alongside, as you think about Jeffrey and his story, two truths. If you have your notes, you can fill these in because the first one would be this, is that God's love for you and his pursuit of you is relentless. In Psalm 23, verse 6, part A, in the first part of that verse, it says, Surely your goodness, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Eugene Peterson's a pastor, and he's written a book called The Message, in which he, he just does this modern paraphrase of Scripture. And he says it this way. He says, Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. God loves you. He loves you relentlessly. His love is a pursuing love. It's a passionate love. And his love for you is relentless. Everybody say relentless. Oh, that's a little weak. But it's relentless. His love for you is so much bigger than that. It's so great. It's so enormous. I think it's hard for us to even fathom the fact that his love is never ending. And you may be saying to yourself right now, Joe, you don't get it. You don't get it. There's no way God could love me. I am too much of a mess up. I have blown it too many times. I have done too many wrongs. I'm too bad of a person. I am just too messed up. And to part of that statement, I would say, you're right. You are messed up. You have blown it. And so have I. There's no one in this room perfect. No one in this room who's void of that. No one in this room who's not made mistakes, who's not sinned and messed up from time to time. And yet, God loves you relentlessly. Relentlessly. C.S. Lewis, who, who uh, wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, is an incredible uh, theologian. He, he said this. He said, the great thing to remember, you see, we often forget. We often get busy in life as we grow older. We, we kind of maybe do our own thing. We follow our own way. And he says this. He said, the great thing to remember, maybe for you this morning, this is a time to remember, to refocus, to be impacted by Jeffrey's life and his testimony this morning. He said, the great thing for us to remember is that our feelings come and go. Your feelings can change with a bad pizza, Right? the night before, or a, or a bad night's rest, or a, a crazy driver on the interstate, whatever. I mean, feelings can come and go. And he says, though our feelings come and go, God's love for us does not. It doesn't change. It's relentless. It's not wearied by our sins. 
or our indifference. And therefore, it is quite relentless in its determination that we shall be cured of our sins at whatever cost to us and at whatever cost to him. God's love for us is relentless. Still not sure about God's love for you? Then I want you to look at this next verse in Psalm 107, 43. It says this. It says, whoever is wise. You want to be a wise person. You want to have some wisdom. This is, this is something here for you to look at very, very carefully because he says, whoever is wise, let him heed, let him hear, let him listen to these things and consider what? The great love of the Lord, of your creator God. God's great love. Maybe you're here and you're just thinking to yourself, you, I've never really thought about God's love. I've never really thought about the fact that the God of the universe, the God who created me and, and everything around us would truly love me relentlessly, but he does. He does. One of the most quoted verses in the Bible is John 3.16. And, and typically, I mean, we even have John 3.16 guys. They hold up signs at major sporting events. And most people have seen those signs. Used to be a guy with a crazy rainbow wig. And you see them all over the place. And people know this verse. A lot of people, whether they've been in church or not, have heard this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whosoever believes in him shall not, shall not perish but have eternal life. That verse is an incredible summation of God's story, his book, the Bible, in our lives. The fact that God loved. He loves you so much. He loves you relentlessly that he what? He sent his son, his one and only son, Jesus. God loved, God gave. Why? So we could live. Because, see, here's the thing. We have all messed up. We've all had those mistakes. But God is a holy and a just and a pure God. And in his holiness, and we're, because we're born with sin, his holiness can't, can't be close to that. And so there was a separation. Our sin separated us from God. Something had to pay the price for our sin. Something had to, to make a way for our sin to be forgiven. And God made that way through his son Christ. When he died on the cross, he took upon himself the sins of the world. But he didn't stay dead. He rose again. He conquered hell, death, and the grave. Why? So that we could live. God loved. So he gave. So that you can live. So that you can have a relationship with Christ. The kind of relationship that Jeffrey was talking about in your life. The kind of relationship that drives a guy like Tommy to be a part of something like this. That kind of relationship. And that leads me into point number two. Because in point number two, our response to God's love... When you truly get that, our response to his love should be for us to relentlessly live for him. 1 John 4, 10 and 11, it says, this is love. You want to know what love is? It's not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son in atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. See, here's the deal. God never saved you. He never meant to forgive you of your sins so you can sit on the sideline. Part of us truly understanding and living for God relentlessly is that we understand and live out our faith and we love others like he has loved us. That's how relentless God started. That's what it's all about. Coming alongside of families who are going through incredibly difficult things and loving on them. God calls us as believers to love him relentlessly. 
in our, our shining and our caring and our helping and our sharing and our giving. And I believe that God wants us to love others so much that we go to extremes to help them in a time of need. That's true biblical love. That's what it's about. Now, for those of you who are here today, then you're not a follower of Christ. You've never entered into that relationship. You, or, or maybe you're a new Christian, and, and, or you're like me, and I, I, was, I gave my heart to the Lord when I was just nine years old. That's been a long time ago. I mean, the question we've got to answer here this morning is this. How has your relationship with God actually changed the way you live? How has it changed the way you live? How's it changed the way you've loved, you love others, the way you give, the way you serve, the way you help the hurting, the poor, the hungry, the downtrodden, the naked, the orphan, the widow? How has it changed your living? Are you living for him relentlessly? Because when you understand how much God loves you, when you understand how messed up your life was without him, no peace, no joy, no hope, living for yourself, when you understand that God loves you relentlessly, that symbolically he's fighting like a weightlifter to lift the burden of sin from you and your life and your living, that symbolically he wants to give you hope, he wants to give you a future, God loves you and his love will never fail. But here's the thing, God wants all of you. He doesn't just want part of you. So many people try to live out their Christian faith with, with one foot in heaven and one foot in the world, giving God maybe 10%, 20%. It's not about that. It's about giving God everything. Everything. And when you do that, you're not missing out. It's not like you're giving up anything. He's giving it all to you. He's going to give it all to you. It's exactly what Jeffrey was talking about. God's love for you is relentless. Our response should be to relentlessly live for him. God won't give up on you. He won't stop loving you. He won't relent.